Hey, it's Tim. Before we begin today's episode of Less Than 12 Parsecs, I just want to babble a bit. I got to tell you guys something important, something that's going on. Yes, I am in the process of unthawing Less Than 12 Parsecs from the Carbonite prison that it has been in for the last month, two months, somewhere in between there. Yeah, that's right. I haven't been putting out much content. I've just been super busy, but I'm turning things around. Less Than 12 Parsecs is in the process of being thawed out. For the last month or so, it's been hanging on the wall at Jabba's Palace, but my good bounty hunting friends have busted into the palace and have taken less than 12 parsecs off the wall, and it is, right now, being unfrozen. In fact, it's coming back a little bit different. Sort of like Han Solo's shirt when he was frozen. You don't know what I'm talking about? Well, look it up, folks. His shirt, it changed from Empire to Jedi. It's not the same shirt. How did he change his shirt when he's frozen in carbonite? Makes you scratch your head. Makes you think. Makes you wonder. Anyway, my point is, what I'm trying to say is, Less Than 12 Parsecs is going back to its roots. My original idea for this show was, hey, can you do a Star Wars podcast in only two-minute episodes? Can you boil down a Star Wars podcast to its essence, to its core, and still get a point across in only two-minute episodes? You know what? I'm going to try that idea again, and I'm doing it. I've been doing it, in fact, for a couple episodes now, for two days. What? You haven't heard those episodes? Well, you know what? Because they're so short, because they're so simple, because they're so fast, I'm not sharing them on social media. No, you won't see links to these on my Twitter account, my Facebook account, my Instagram account, even on less than 12 parsecscom No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going fast. I'm going quick. I've got no time for that social media crap. So if you want to hear these new episodes of Less Than 12 Parsecs, there is one thing you have to do. You have to subscribe to the show on your favorite pod-catching app software, piece of technology, thing, however you subscribe to podcasts. I don't know. I'm old. I don't get this technology you kids have. I, I barely get by with what I'm doing right now. So anyway, the point is subscribe to the show. Please subscribe. And then all the newest episodes, the fast new episodes of the very new, very fast, very quick, less than 12 parsecs will pop into your ears multiple times a day. Yeah, right now I'm trying to do multiple episodes a day. Pretty crazy, huh? All right. So all that said, I'm still doing some long-form episodes. I have a bunch of great interviews done by our good friend, my buddy and yours, Mr. Ryan Dassing. And uh, so right now, let me jump into the next Ryan Dassing interview with one of the titans of Star Wars podcasting. Ryan sits down with my good buddy, your friend, the man, the myth, the legend, the powerhouse behind Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast, Mr. Alan Voivod. So, all right, here we go. Ryan, take it away. Welcome to Less Than 12 Parsecs, the fastest Star Wars podcast in the galaxy. Now, here's your host, Ryan Dassing. Yippee! Welcome to Less Than 12 Parsecs. I'm Ryan Dassing, and this is another edition of the Titans of Podcasting, where I sit down with podcasters that specialize in all things Star Wars, and we just get to know them a little better. Today's guest is one of the busiest guys I know. He's the host of the long-running podcast, Star Wars 7x7, seven minutes a day, seven days a week with zero interruptions. He has over roughly 1,600 episodes under his belt. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Consistency himself, Mr. Alan Voivod. Alan, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's great to be here. I know you're a busy man, and I'm just glad you're here to talk to me. So on uh, Less Than 12 Parsecs, we're considered the fastest Star Wars podcast in the galaxy. So let's, uh, let's just dive right in. First of all, I just want to tell you I'm a huge fan of your show. I've been listening religiously since around episode 30, something like that, your first month. And uh, yeah, so let me ask you, what, uh, what got you into broadcasting? And more importantly, what got you, what got you podcasting? Well, it would be the 
eventual purchase of Lucasfilm by Disney and the announcement that we were going to get new Star Wars movies and the promise that the eventual sequel trilogy that Lucas had talked about all those years ago and then sort of disavowed and said, no, it was only six movies, you know, like that whole business. Well, it was like, we're finally going to get those extra three movies and it's going to be awesome. And then <laughs> Disney rebooting the canon in April of 2014, I think was probably the point at which I said, you know what? Like, this is the point where... I can actually hold the whole story in my head again because now it's all reset and it's just the movies and the Clone Wars and that's it. And, you know, now it can be something that I have access to, whereas I had utterly failed to keep up with it in my 20s when it really got going with the expanded universe. And so, you know, at the time we had also been talking about um, doing podcasting, my wife and I, who is also my business partner and exploring that particular avenue. So, you know, a lot of things just seem to come together all at once. And so, you know, not too long after um, Star Wars 7x7 was born. That's awesome. So Star Wars 7x7 is a seven-minute podcast, seven days a week. Now, the number seven means just a little bit more than days during the week. Can you tell me a little bit more of the significance of number seven? Well, seven is sort of a you know lucky charm number for me. Um, I used to carry around a seven of hearts in my wallet as a good luck charm, and then Eventually, I said, you know what? I need the space in my wallet. So I got it tattooed on my arm instead. <laughs> so now I have it around with me all the time. And as far as Star Wars goes, you know, the first movie came out in 77. And that was the year that I turned seven. And we were about to get our seventh Star Wars movie, not counting, of course, the Clone Wars cartoon movie, which, you know, I didn't count. <laughs> you know, it was also, you know, in looking at you know, launching a podcast. Well, it happened to be 2014 that year. And, you know, within three months of when Disney rebooted the canon, it was going to be July. And so suddenly there was a 7-7-2014. And it just seemed like, you know, 7 plus 7 equaling 14. You know, I'm, I'm not a weird numerologist or anything like that, but it was just too much to to pass up. And then the other thing about it was, We'd been listening, myself and my kids, to Star Wars Minute, which is the podcast that does the hyper-analysis of one minute of a Star Wars movie for each episode. And in the early days when they were doing that, it was usually between 10 and 20 minutes for the show. So I could listen to an episode while I was driving the kids to school. And that was, you know, it was perfect. It was bite-sized. It, it worked out well. Now they're like 40, 45 minutes an episode or something like that. So it's a different animal. But... Um, the idea of a bite-sized Star Wars podcast was really attractive to me because of the fact that there are so many great podcasts, but they're all so very long and they only come out, you know, every week, every two weeks, every month, generally speaking. So it seemed like there was a great space and opportunity to do something shorter and to do it more frequently. And so that's kind of all the calculus that went into the invention of it. That's awesome. And the really good thing I like about your podcast is you're you're very you, you always tell everyone no one wants to hear the behind the scenes stuff, but we all want to hear the behind the scenes stuff. And with your behind the scenes, you have it's not just you behind Star Wars 7x7. You have a nice little tight knit group behind you. And I'm talking about Brainstormer Lonnie, Quizmaster Joe, and Scorekeeper Declan. Why don't you tell me how you got your family involved in your podcast? So Lonnie, I think, has appeared on the podcast maybe twice in the 1600 episodes. And I guess I should 
um, take pains to say that episode number 1,572 is coming out tomorrow from when we're recording this, but it's over 1,600 because of bonus episodes that we've done here and there, just in case anybody wants to question me about the numbering. Uh, <laughs> but um, Lonnie has only appeared a couple of times on it. Um, and then uh, when I did trivia episodes where I let my kids grill me with Star Wars trivia questions, Joe was the one who was asking me the questions, and that was primarily because he was a better reader than my younger son. But my younger son could easily grasp the concept of telling me how many I got right and how many I got wrong, and also give me a little bit of the business for actually getting anything wrong, which was kind of funny, I thought. So um, that's why Joey, my older son, became the quiz master and why Declan, my younger son, became the scorekeeper on the show. And uh, Declan's little ending of some of those episodes were really funny. I just enjoy his his added things at the end of each episode he was scoring. Oh, that's right. He <laughs> used to do – because he would watch the waveform in Audacity as I was recording. And so he would – you know, after we would sign it off, he would start making funny noises and seeing how the waveform would alter up and down in Audacity. And so I just got the idea to slice that off and drop it at the end of after the disclaimers. So I'm actually stunned that anybody ever listened all the way through to hear all of those. So that's very cool. Thank you for sharing that with me. We'll see. Like most Star Wars fans, I'm a completist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. To get that little check to say that I listened to the whole episode, I just had to listen to the entire thing with all my things, but maybe that's just an OCD thing about me. But anyway, so I, yeah, I listened to, like I said, I've been listening for, for a long time. And like I said, it's almost like I wake up, I hit my refresh on my, uh, on my podcatcher and there you are. So, and it's, uh, sometimes I listen to you, you know, like I binge if I haven't gone five days, I binge, but most time it's kind of what gets me going in the morning. Cause like you said, driving the way to work, it's, it's, it's quick, it's there and it is very current. So yeah. I'm very flattered. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. No. And, but see, as a fan, I have to ask this question. You do this every day. You've had no interruptions. It's been, it's almost like a weight on your back, but I have to know what has been the closest call where of you not being able to put out the next day's episode. And I know that you have probably backup plans in the can, but is there, was there a scenario where you had to like scramble to get to the next one out? There was one instance where, um, this is going way back, I'll say it was November of 2014, so it was within, it was still within 2014, and, you know, I'm at the point now where the audio version of the episode drops at 3 a.m. Eastern Time like clockwork, and that's, you know, every once in a while it's 3.15, but, um, you know, it's been pretty solid like that, and the video versions are dropping at 7 a.m. Eastern, but... Um, it wasn't like that in the early going. And there was a, a day in November where um, I didn't actually get around to recording and posting the episode until nearly 8 p.m. Eastern time on that particular day. So about, you know, uh, what's that, uh, 17 hours later from when I initially wanted to drop it. Oh, man. And because Libsyn, the hosting company that hosts all the, the podcast files, um, they're... they're um, their clock is set on like Greenwich mean time. So according to them, when it was 8 PM, it was already the next day. So that is the one day that by Libsyn's standards, I missed because it had already turned into the next day after 8 PM, but I actually did load it during the calendar day here in the U S. So 
that was, you know, that's still a little bit of a splinter in my brain. <laughs> Samantha. Otherwise, Samantha. Um, it has been knock on wood, same day for, you know, for the entire run, which is, uh, com- it'll be four and a half years in January. Wow. I, uh, I remember it was, I can't even remember when, but uh, like I said, every morning I hit my refresh on my podcatcher. There you are. And one morning, nothing popped up. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I'm like, oh, you know, I'll just give it a little bit. So throughout the day, I kept refreshing and refreshing. And I'm like, oh, no. And I'm thinking, I'm like, his his count, it's gone. I'm like, but wait, what happened? Is he okay? <laughs> so what I did was I got rid of, I went to a, I downloaded a different uh, podcatcher. And boom, there you were. Already said, you know, 17 hours before I said, okay, ditching this podcatcher, going with the next one. Because that's, I was like, oh, my God, it happened. Wow. <laughs> nope, it was just that is <laughs> Thank you for being concerned about my well-being too. Well, everyone's got to freak out if that something had to happen for that doesn't happen. So yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll all be on the look for Alan. Something's happened. <laughs> Send out the search parties. All right. So send rogues 10 and 11 to station three, eight. <laughs> I, really, I really give you, I really give you uh, props for, you 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 run a business. You travel. You're a family man. You see your mother. You're from Cal. You go from California back to New Hampshire. And just to keep this up, you go on family vacations, and I mean, it just it just has to be so many balls in the air juggling. It's like I said, you probably don't see it the way everyone else sees it, but I mean, that's that's really impressive. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. It's you know, it's fun too. You know, and it's. That, I think, sustains me more than anything else. I don't think there's been a single day where I've sat down in front of the microphone and said, oh, God, why am I doing this? I mean, it's it seems crazy to say, you know, especially after doing it 1,600 times, but there has not been a time where I've sat down in front of the microphone and said, I don't want to be doing this. There have been times where I've sat down in front of the microphone and said, I'm not sure what I'm going to say this time. I don't know what today's episode is going to be about, but um, it eventually it eventually comes to me. But yeah, never, never not wanting to do it. That's amazing. So uh, I've been uh, asking everyone the same question and I'm getting all these different responses and it's it's catching on, especially when I get so many different answers. Some I didn't even think it would even come that way, but um, I've been asking everyone, can you uh, pinpoint a moment in time from either a movie or a scene or any time in your life that you realize that you've completely fallen in love with Star Wars? You know, the thing of it is, is that I, I guess the, you know, the easy answer would be to say the original Star Wars. And, you know, to a large degree that that's the case, because, um, you know, I, I think about, you know, the movie itself, but at, that at that age, like I was six going on seven and really for, for me during that period, the, the magic was actually in the toy aisle at Toys R Us. And it seemed like the wall of action figures that they had went up to the ceiling. And if you ever remember being in a Toys R Us, the late lamented Toys R Us, you know that they generally had very high ceilings. So it was like it went 15, 20 feet up in the air of you know all of these incredible you know action figures and vehicles and all that stuff so i think that was the initial sustaining but as far as uh, you know the actual movies themselves 
I keep coming back to the opening sequence of The Empire Strikes Back and everything that happened on Hoth. That, for me, I mean, you know, and and trying to narrow it down even closer, um, I think the moment that, like, just the moment that, like, as I rewatched Star Wars and I just check in with myself and, you know, like, what really transports me, it's the the next morning after Han and Luke have been outside all night. And that's the hyperspace theme, I think, um, by John Williams, which is kind of funny since n- nobody's going to hyperspace in it. But um, but with the snowspeeders flying over the ridges and and over the mountains and in, in the valleys and um, trying to find where Han and Luke are and see if they're actually still alive out there, that sequence, like, I like I can't even talk about it without welling up inside because it's just, you know, you got the scene before where 3PO says, you know, 725 to one for them surviving this. And as a kid, you know, I, you know, I was nine years old, I guess, at the time going on 10. And it just, you know, you believe, oh, my gosh, something bad is really going to happen because you're not at the point where you're thinking, oh, yeah, like it's the major characters of the movie. They're not going to die. You're not in that space at all. Like you, you are afraid, like they're in mortal peril and you don't know that they're going to make it. And that moment when Rogue Two is, you know, like this is Rogue Two and you hear the comm come on and then you hear Han going, good morning. Nice of you guys to drop by. And you're like, you son of a gun, like so casual. Oh, we were so afraid for you. Oh, and the way the music swells when, when it's like, oh, we found them. Like, I just, I can't, I can't talk about it without getting chills as it is just sitting here talking with you. It's just, it's insane. I love, love, love it. Nothing like, you know, nothing about the original Star Wars. Like it was awesome, but you know, nothing transported me the same way as the scenes on Hoth. I I totally agree. When, when you're, when the camera puts you in the, the, the front of that, snowspeeder and you got that music going it's like you're looking just like that pilot's looking for these guys and no i can i can definitely see where you're coming from with that one that's that's a really that's a really good uh that's a really good moment and there's so much like you know thinking about the original star wars like you know so i grew up in in los angeles and you know very deserty so you know there wasn't anything like utterly remarkable to me about tatooine like oh that's just you know bigger less populated desert and you know the death star you know, that was just okay. That was some space station. Great. Like, you know, cool, but you know, not necessarily remarkable per se. And Yavin, you barely got to see anything of, but like, I had never really seen like snowy stuff in my life. Like that was about the nearest thing to alien that I had ever seen on the big screen. And then giant lizards that these guys could ride on. Like what? I mean, you know, I know there's a Jawa riding a Ronto in the special edition of the original Star Wars, but that wasn't in the original in the theaters. So you don't see like creatures riding, you know, giant creatures, maybe the patrol do back basically in the background. But um, yeah, there was just so much that was so amazing and new comparatively in The Empire Strikes Back and so much just bang, 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 one after the other. Like, it's just it's amazing like you learn that Chewbacca isn't just you know some big hairy thing that's walking around with Han Solo like he's welding like he's actually working on the Falcon like he's fixing the thing and you're like wait a second you know like 
what is going on? Like it's stuff like that that just like blows your mind. Like <laughs> I never thought about that. He, it's like you think he's just a muscle, and there he is, what, yeah, working on working on a ship. Yeah, I mean he's a co-pilot. And he like flips some switches, and you're like, okay, yeah, but he's actually you know super intelligent, and you don't necessarily realize that. And I don't know how much you would necessarily pick up on that as a kid, like if you'd really think about it, but. Um, yeah, just, I mean, even the Battle of Hoth, like, you know, Luke's flying around and, you know, oh no, they can't, they can't hurt the walkers. And then, oh no, Luke loses his gunner. And then, oh great, they are actually able to trip one of the walkers. That's fantastic. But then Luke gets shot down and you're like, oh my gosh, like, it's just, there's so much up, down, up, down, like, hey, this is great. Oh no, this sucks. Hey, this is great. Oh no, it sucks. Oh my God, it sucks worse. Like, it's just, it's such an incredible quick roller coaster ride and there's you know the original star wars does not compare in that regard like you know the action sequence with um the attack on the death star is great but it's it's nothing compared to the battle on hoth and in, in my opinion at least <laughs> and one can only hope that on galaxy's edge they take away the metaphorical roller coaster and we get a roller coaster based on hoth and there we go mm. You know, I'm not really a roller coaster guy, but that would be hard to pass up at least once. I'm not either, so but I would ride that thing. <laughs> yep. Yep. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Oh my. Yeah. That's a great scene. What's yours? Like have you have you told people what yours is? Uh I haven't yet. And I don't know if I'm gonna dive into that just yet. Okay. Be, All right. We might have uh we might have something on the back burner for that guy. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll we'll let the suspense build on that one then. A little sizzle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, I really appreciate you taking your time out of your busy day to talk to me and Lesson 12 Parsecs, but you need to let everyone know where they can find you and your podcast online. Can you give us all the links? Sure. Um, so the main hub is SW7X7.com, and those are the numbers 7. So the number 7, then the X, then the 7 again. Dot com and you'll be able to find links to all the stuff um, there but I will say that um, for the video version youtube.com slash sw7x7 and for podcatchers pretty much if you put a slash after sw7x7.com and put in your um, podcatcher it should get you there like sw7x7.com slash iTunes slash overcast slash Spotify slash SoundCloud like that and so on Awesome. Well, hey, like I said, keep up the good work and I'll be listening to you. You know, keep going. <laughs> Thank you so much again, Ryan. It was really great to talk with you. Thanks, Alan. All right, Tim, sending it back to you. Thank you once again, Ryan. Thank you so much for talking with Alan. Thank you for picking up my slack while well, less than 12 parsecs was frozen in carbonite. Hey, Alan, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Folks, Listen to less than 12 parsecs, sure, but also listen to Star Wars 7x7, greatest Star Wars podcast out there. And, and, and you'll never meet anyone nicer than Alan Voivod in all of Star Wars fandom. It's a fact. Okay. All right. I think Ryan had a great question when he asked Alan, and as he's asking everybody, what is the moment when you fell in love with Star Wars? So I'm going to pose that question to you guys, the listener. I want everyone's answers. What was the moment where you fell in love with Star Wars? I want to know. Email me at 12parsexpodcast at gmail.com or connect with me on any of our social media accounts. All the links can be found on our website, 12parsexpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Utini! Commander Skywalker, do you copy? This is Rogue Two. 
drop five. Echo base, this is rope two. I've found them. Repeat, I've found them. been listening to less than 12 parsecs the fastest star wars podcast in the galaxy for links and show notes visit our website 12parsecpodcast.com follow less than 12 parsecs on twitter at 12 parpod on instagram at 12 parsecs podcast on tumblr at 12 parsecs podcast and find us on facebook as well and please let us know what you think email us at 12 parsecs podcast at gmail.com